Ruth chapter 2, Ruth goes out to find food and she indeed comes back full. Ruth chapter 2, page 267. Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favour. Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered a field and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseer of his harvesters, who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, she is the Moabite woman who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, why have I found such favour in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favour in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, come over here. Have some bread and dip it in some wine vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men, let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuke her. Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered, and it amounted to about an ephah. She carried it back to town, and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. Her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed is the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing kindness to the living and the dead, she added. 
That man is our close relative. He is our guardian, one of our guardian redeemers. Then Ruth the Moabite said, He even said to me, stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. Naomi said to, her, said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It will be good for you, my daughter, to go with the women who work for him, because in someone else's field you might be harmed. So Ruth stayed close to the women of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvests were finished, and she lived with her mother-in-law. I wonder what you think. Is God kind? Most of us probably know what the answer is supposed to be. Uh, God is kind. And some days they are, we are very sure that that is the case. Life is going well. The sun is shining. God clearly is kind. But on other days... And indeed, when you read the book of Judges, as we have recently, we are not so sure that God is indeed kind. This morning, I want us to see the difference that knowing God's kindness makes. I want us to see how he shows his kindness. And I want us to get better, better at seeing his kindness for that will transform our whole lives. Firstly, the difference that knowing God's kindness makes. Naomi and her family went away to found, find food. They found food and they also found terrible grief. Naomi heard the good news that the Lord had visited his people in Bethlehem, so she came back. She came back to fields of gold to fields of barley. And so now it is time to go out and find the food that the Lord has kindly provided. Who is it amongst Naomi and Ruth who knows what to do now? Who is it who knows that God's law commands that his people leave some leftovers in the field when they are harvesting and the poor and the widows and the foreigners can pick it up? Who is it who knows? Naomi. And even if she can't physically do the work, she should be the one who initiates it, who sends Ruth. But what happens? Verse 2. Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favour. Ruth is courageous. She takes initiative. She's confident that she, a foreigner, will still find someone in whose eyes she will find favour. Naomi, on the other hand, does nothing of her own initiative. Why is that? They've both been afflicted, afflicted with grief. But Ruth knows the Lord is kind and Naomi, her mother-in-law, has become bitter. She's convinced the Lord has stopped showing kindness to her. I wonder, who are you more like? Ruth, confident of God's kindness, or Naomi, 
not so sure. If you're like Ruth this morning, then I want you to see how overwhelming God's kindness is to her, even though she expected it. And if you are more like Naomi, then I want you to see what a total surprise God gives her. Secondly, God shows his kindness through his people. We're impressed by Ruth. She went out, verse 3, and entered a field. She's polite and she asks and she works hard. But her eyes aren't on Ruth for long. They're onto the owner. He's a worthy man, a man of standing. Boaz means strength. But look what he's like when he bursts onto the stage, verse 4. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they responded. He's a man who knows the Lord and knows the Lord's kindness, and he wants to pay it forward to his workers and to those in need. And I think as the reader, we're hoping, aren't we, that Ruth finds favour in his eyes. He notices her straight away. He asks his foreman, who is that woman? She's the Moabitess who came back with Naomi. She has put her trust in the living God and she has shown kindness to Naomi. And Boaz has heard of that already. How does Boaz react? Verse 8, he says to Ruth, My daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. He provides for her and he protects her. But he goes beyond that, doesn't he? Verse 14, at mealtime, he invites her to come and join the men in the meal. He tells the men, don't embarrass her, even when she makes a mistake, and deliberately leave some of what belongs to me on the ground for her. It costs so that by the end of the day, verse 17, she heads home with an ephah. Don't know what that means, no, neither would I, but you look down the bottom of the page, it's 13 kilograms of grain just from one day's work. Something tells me he doesn't do this for all the girls. Why does Boaz do this, do you think? I was in a men's group once, we were reading the story. Do you know, even the men could tell. He likes her, doesn't he? She has found favour in his eyes. Is it love at first sight? What is it that attracts Boaz to Ruth? What are his eyes looking for? The Bible is not afraid to say it when someone is beautiful. When someone is handsome, what does it say about Ruth's appearance in this story that needs to explain this sudden attraction? It says nothing. That is not what attracts Boaz to her. No, we know what attracts Boaz. He tells Ruth, verse 11. 
I've been told all about what you've done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. He is a godly man and he values and is attracted by godliness. He had not learnt this verse from Proverbs 31 because it had not been written yet, but he believes it. Beauty is fleeting, charm is deceptive, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So a word for the men. The Bible is not asking us to stop noticing beauty. God appreciates beauty. But he wants us to change what we value. Not just when we are looking for a woman, if that's your situation, but when we have found the woman who is for us. We are to value godliness in women. And not just value it. What does the verse say? A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And Boaz may be a strong, silent type, but he speaks when he has something to say. He praises her, and Ruth says it brings her comfort. Men value godliness over physical beauty and praise it when you see it. Boaz, though, does not just show kindness to Ruth, does he? It's clear in the passage that he cares for his workers and he allows the poor to glean in his fields. He makes sure there is water for them. Why is he like that? He knows the Lord's kindness to him and he wants to pay it forward. He knows the Lord is kind to the poor, Deuteronomy 10, and provides food for the widow and the foreigner. How does the Lord do that? By commanding his people to provide food, to leave some of the crop for the widow and the foreigners amongst you. And God's people have been doing that sort of thing down through the centuries. In the media, we often hear of the failures of God's people. We hear about the Crusades, we hear about the Royal Commission, and we read the book of Judges. And we see God's people failing. You read it here in the passage in verse 9. There are those who will mistreat women. So it is important that we protect the vulnerable and safe ministry, learning to do that well, is crucial. But we should notice and value that God's people have shown kindness to those in need down through the centuries, providing and protecting for the widows the orphans and the foreigners. It has happened in our country, Australia. No matter which country you are from, I guarantee you it has happened in your country that Christians have shown kindness. God has shown kindness through his people. It even happens in our church, doesn't it? In our English classes, for those who need help with their English, as we show kindness to our neighbours, as we welcome new people to our church, God shows his kindness through his people. I wonder if there is someone that God has brought into your life, in your neighbours, your workplace, your community groups, who God is inviting you to show his kindness. How could you do that this week?
Thirdly, God shows his kindness through his providence. Ruth in the morning went out empty and she comes back full and overflowing. And she comes back to Naomi and when Naomi sees how much she has, she's astounded. Ruth is astounded. You can almost hear Naomi say, wow, how did you come to have so much? Where did you glean today, she says, verse 19, where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. It's too much to just be because Ruth's really good at the job. Someone has been kind. And so Ruth says, his name was Boaz. To Ruth, it's just a name. He's just clearly a wealthy man who clearly likes But to us as the reader, we've read verse 1, Boaz is a relative. And to Naomi, it is far more than just a name. He is a family member. Indeed, says Naomi, that man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. In chapter 1, Naomi tried to tell her daughters-in-law to grow back. I am too old, she says, to have more sons who could become your husbands, as was expected. In bitterness, she had forgotten that there was a backup option if there were no more brothers. A guardian redeemer, a close relative who would marry a man's widow to provide for her and to provide for her family line. Suddenly, her eyes light up. She's looking at the food, but she is hearing wedding bells. And she's very excited. Now, how did that happen? Was it that the night before, Naomi and Ruth watched Bethlehem Bachelor? And Bethlehem Bachelor's name was Boaz. And Naomi said, he's one of our family members. Ruth, go to his field today. Is that what happened? No. Verse 2, it was Ruth who initiated. And she said, I'll go to anyone's field in whose eyes I find favour. How did she get to Boaz's field? Verse 3. As it turned out... She was working in a field belonging to Boaz. As it turned out, it just so happened. It's very subtle, but very clear what the author means, isn't it? This is what Christians call technically providence. The doctrine, the truth that God in his sovereignty provides for his people for their good. Provide ends. She goes out looking for anyone and she finds the one person who can help her. And even bitter Naomi can see God's providence. Verse 20. God has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. She puts it like that because she had thought God had stopped. But when she sees what has happened, how God has sovereignly 
overseen events and Ruth's movements, she sees that God has not stopped showing his kindness. God shows his kindness through his people and through his providence. Even Naomi can see it. And so I just have one question for all of us. Even Naomi can see it. Can you see God's kindness? Sometimes his kindness in his providence is very big and noticeable. The last time I spoke about this passage in my previous church at Currajong, that week a man in the congregation had had a sudden heart attack. As it happened, he had some pain before the heart attack and decided it would be a good idea to walk to the hospital. As it happened, he worked in a suburb called Westmead. And as it happened, as you may know, there's a very large hospital in Westmead. And as it happened, he arrived in the emergency department, and five minutes later, the heart attack struck. And so as it happened, he had expert care to help him. When I rang uh, his wife... I had Ruth chapter 2 in my mind, of course. I'd been preparing for my sermon. I was about to tell her or remind her of what Ruth 2 says as it happened. And she'd been doing it in Bible study herself. And she told me. Sometimes God's providence is stark, big and noticeable. And sometimes it is very small. Sometimes, actually, It happens every day. The warmth of the sun that brings you joy when you need it. Someone who happens to be nearby when you need some help. These are all signs of God's providence. Can we see them? Because it seems to me that we see the opposite so often. We have expressions, phrases that express it. Knowing my luck, I'll take an umbrella and then it won't rain. As if somehow God is against us. As if somehow there is such a thing as luck, rather than the fact that God is sovereignly in control of this world. Can we see God's kindness? For some of us, our own personality... Or the affliction that we have experienced, like Naomi, makes it hard to see God's kindness. But when we are like that, not being able to see God's kindness, being confident of God's kindness, holds it back just as it did for Naomi. It can hold us back from taking initiative or risks or from giving generously. It can hold us back from serving because we don't think God will use it. It can hold us back from sharing about Jesus with someone else because we don't think that God will do anything with it. And worst of all, we can miss out on the joy of praising God for his kindness. Imagine what a difference it would make if you could see more of God's kindness. What confidence it would give you to take initiative and risks and to give generously. What confidence it would give you to serve and to share Jesus expectantly. Imagine how much more you would want to praise God 
enjoy. What could you do this week? What new habit could you start to help you to see and declare God's kindness? Here is a simple one. Before you get out of bed in the morning, thank God for his kindnesses already that day and ask God to help you see the ones still to come. As you climb into bed in the evening and you go over the day in your head, notice those things where God showed his kindness and thank him for it. Well, that's all very well, but what if you don't have a Ruth chapter 2 sort of day? What if, as it turned out, you are in the wrong place at the wrong time and as a result have a terrible accident? What if you don't just have a Ruth chapter 1 sort of day, you have a Ruth chapter 1 sort of life? Well, it is possible to see God's kindnesses even in great affliction. Many people have said to me over the years, there are many people worse off than me. It takes humility to notice that. Even more so, others have said to me, in their own affliction, which I'm feeling very strongly for, they notice uh, God's kindnesses in the care that they're receiving, in God's people coming to visit them, and they tell me, in God's kindness, He's providing for me. It is possible to see God's kindness, even in the midst of affliction. But how can you be sure that he is kind? How can you have that mindset, that attitude? There is more than just Ruth chapter 2. In Titus 3, Paul says, The kindness and love of God our Saviour has appeared. We have a better Boaz, a man of strength, who protects us from death and provides us with life. He does that, the Lord Jesus, at the cost not just of his own crop, that's a little thing, but of his own life. Jesus is God's ultimate Boaz, a strong, kind redeemer. And so whatever it looks like from the events of life each day, we can actually be sure And so see God's kindness. We can take refuge under his wings. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, you know that we sometimes struggle, perhaps often struggle, to see your kindness in our everyday events. Father, please open our eyes that we might see your kindness shown through your people and through the everyday events of life, your providence. Help us to see it and to praise you for it. And Father, we thank you for the greatest expression of your kindness, that the love and kindness of our God has appeared and has become clear so that we might see it. Father, help us to see that each day. We pray it in Jesus' name.